Hour number four, Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Live at Pete and Terry's Tavern at Bridgestone Arena. Predators and Washington Capitals coming up tonight. We'll have pregame coverage starting at 6 o'clock here on ESPN 102.5 The Game. DMAC is going to uh, get some maintenance before coming back for the pregame show. So Chase McCabe and Willie Donick taking it home for you uh, here on a Thursday edition of the show. And Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus joins us now. Mike, how's it going? Going great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we appreciate it. And I'm going to start uh, very simple because here in Nashville, we've uh, obviously been talking about the Tennessee Titans being at two and three. And we just spent our last segment discussing, you know, some of the, the wins that they left on the table ended up being losses. From uh, from your point of view, the national point of view, how do you look at this team here in Tennessee right now? I mean, I they're such an intriguing team because it seems like whenever they're you know supposed to win a game, things fall apart. Whenever they're not supposed to win a game, all of a sudden things start to click. Uh, and I think it really starts with the signal caller. It's an offensive, it's an offensive defensive roster that they don't have a ton of holes outside of the quarterback position in Marks Mariota, where he's just so up and down and you know inconsistent game to game. You're not sure which guy you're going to get. Uh, I just think that, to me, is the biggest sort of uh, thing with this Titans team is how to get him to be more consistent. How to, you know, what can you rely on him to do game in and game out that can win you games? That's that to me is their biggest question mark still. Well, and it's something that we've obviously discussed here on, on this show. And if you look at his stats, two and a half seconds. If he gets rid of the ball in under two and a half seconds, that's when Marcus Mariota is at his best. He's going to complete passes. He's scoring touchdowns. He looks like the legit franchise quarterback. But if he takes longer than that, that to me, he's going through his progressions, which takes him time. He doesn't have the offensive line to give him the protection. That's where he struggles. And with this offensive line, the way that it's built right now, he doesn't have a lot of time, and he's struggling. That's almost the conundrum of it in terms of he's athletic. You know, he can run, you know, four six or whatever. He looks like he should be in this Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes sort of mold of get him outside the pocket, let him make plays, except for that's not actually when he's at his best. He doesn't make a ton of, you know, good high-level throws outside the pocket. He has not necessarily been great at that over the course of his career. He's much more comfortable operating in a quick passing, timing, accuracy sort of based offense. Uh, And so I think more of the more you can do of that, the more you can do things like RPOs to help him out, get quick passes for him, the better. Because, like you mentioned, the offensive line uh, has struggled in recent, you know, it's sort of fallen off in recent years, uh, and he's been under more pressure now than he probably has been at any point in his career. In your opinion, if they were to make a change to Ryan Tannehill, which I truly don't think they're going to anytime soon, does it really look any different? Honestly, no. Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota are very similar quarterbacks in terms of Tannehill's pocket presence is just uh, is actually probably worse. He's going to take more sacks even than Mariota does. So I, I don't think that's the right guy. Uh, I, I mean, better than some alternatives could be at the backup position, but I, I think there's a reason why uh, no one else is going to treat him as anything other than a backup this offseason. Mike, we've spent a lot of time trying to figure out What's the deal on the offensive line? How much better can it get with Taylor Lewan back in there? Once he gets in the groove, so to speak, they have also had a lot of issues at right guard. But what are you seeing with the way you guys grade, in, in particular, on the offensive line? And I, I want to start with Roger Saffold because that's somebody they, they were counting on heavily. 
But anytime a guy changes teams, he's paid big money, you expect a lot, but sometimes it takes time, I guess, to mesh with your new group. Yeah, he has not been even close to the guy we saw last year in L.A. I think he's top five graded left guard for us that season. Now, they do a lot in terms of play action, in terms of trying to protect that offensive line. Uh, but even still, in obvious passing situations, he was still so much better last year than we saw uh, him this year. So that is obviously concerning, but I think the track record of him, I, I think at some point, sort of the light switch will flip. He'll start to, he'll start to see better uh, play from him uh, as the season wears on. What about Nate Davis? I, I know it's early. He's only played a couple of games, but he's the guy It looks like they're going to give every opportunity to go grab that job at right guard. What do you see from him in terms of, of, of a ceiling? Can he get the job done there? That one is interesting, interesting to me because I, we were big fans of his coming out. Where they drafted him, we were even higher on him than where he ended up getting selected. Uh, but with the caveat of he needs to completely rework basically his assets. He's it was very. I love his hands, love his you know power, but his you know, his butt was almost touching the ground there at Charlotte in his pass sets, and he needed to be. They needed to be from the ground up completely reworked. And one off season is not nearly enough to basically rework a whole the guy's whole you know the way he pass protects. So uh, I think as the season wears on, he'll definitely improve. But I'm not sure he's necessarily. I didn't think he was going to be ready to play in the NFL at all year one. So I get why they're you know throwing him in there because they don't have a ton of better options. But uh, he definitely was not sort of NFL-ready, if you want to uh, talk about that. He just did not have that. He had to be completely reworked in terms of his technique. What effect do you think Taylor Lewan will have on the, the entire grade of the line over time? Because they, they, they clearly need to get better as a group for them to be effective. Oh, it's huge. I, I think anytime you don't have to protect one of your tackles when you know you can rely on him, that just does a lot for you as an offensive coordinator, does a lot for an offense. You can send help elsewhere along that line. He is, you know, easily their best offensive lineman. Uh, and, you know, anytime I feel like a guy does get suspended for PEDs, all of a sudden they have a career year when they come back. So we can look forward to that as well. So I, I do think that Taylor Lewan, that presence there will will go a long way even if it's not necessarily even if we're not going to see the effects of it you know necessarily aren't as obvious as maybe some other positions would be i think as you sort of said the titans are, are hard to predict they, they sometimes they play their best when it's not expected so they've got denver on 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 the surface from afar you always say it's hard to go to denver and win but they've obviously had a lot of troubles and at the same time they shocked a lot of people by getting a win over the chargers last week so how, how big are the issues in Denver right now? Uh, I think Denver just has a pretty rough roster top to bottom. I think they are not. They're in a similar boat to the Titans to where the quarterback position is. You have no clue what you're getting uh, any week from that. Uh, and they have uh, a similarly porous offensive line as well. So I do think there will be plays to make for Titans defense. I think it's definitely a game they should win and should win handily. But like, like you said, you don't know which Titans team you're getting week in and week out this year, but they're just on paper a much more talented roster there in Tennessee. Mike Renner with us from Pro Football Focus. And, you know, we, we know here the defense is the bright spot on this Titans team. I, I don't think they're the best defense by far, but, you know, they're still pretty good and able to uh, cover up some deficiencies by the offense. Pass rush, though, continues to be a, an area in which the Titans are trying to improve. There's a report that that Jeffrey Simmons, the first-round pick, could be activated next week, could start practicing. We could see him in a game here very soon. How much do you think he would change that Titans defensive front? 
I think it'd go a long way. I, I'm not sure I'm going to bank on a guy who's you know coming off a torn ACL yeah. seven or eight months later uh, and him hitting the ground running as a 20, you know, 21 or 22-year-old, a young guy like that. I'm not sure I'm going to bank on him producing right away, but I, I did think he was, you know, when healthy, the second-best defensive tackle in this draft class. Uh, and thought he was NFL ready physically as well. So uh, I do do like him as a prospect a lot, but I just think any guy coming from an ACL entry, I don't care. Uh, you know, if you're Aaron Donald, you're probably not going to be the same guy just right off the game. Mike, if you're looking into the future and, and next year's draft for the Titans, let's say that things continue to be status quo for, for this team. They finish 8-8, eight 9-7, eight, somewhere in the middle like they have the last three years. At that point, your quarterback is is still not under contract, or at least at this point. Do you think they are looking at this draft class as maybe the next signal caller? I think you'd be crazy not to. Uh, with just the play you've seen from Mariota of his career, there's not much progression uh, that we've seen. There's no upward trajectory in terms of, oh, you know, he's improved at, at – You can point. there's not something you can necessarily point to and say, oh, he's improved at this from years two to year five now so I, I do think that you'd have to address it especially considering the draft class that looks like there could be four or five guys generally as first round picks and with how valuable that position is how good your roster is you can't keep kicking the can with, with a guy like Marcus Mariota and hoping that someday he gets better just because you drafted him number two overall you just it's too valuable a position to pin your hopes to a guy like that so I do think next year if they if, like I said it's go eight and eight it's definitely uh, they're in the market for a QB. Mike, if they did want to start over, just try something new, and maybe the plan would include drafting somebody, how would you, along those lines, evaluate Teddy Bridgewater in comparison to Mariota, Tannehill, and the level that they already have right now? Would he be an upgrade, or would they be better off just trying to find and try to put a lot of resources into finding an impact guy out of the draft that could help him right away? I think it's too soon to tell if he'd necessarily be an upgrade. I think, you know, X more, uh, you know, drop back passing concepts probably uh, at a higher level than Mariota. It doesn't add any sort of really much of, much of a running threat to your offense that Mariota does and, you know, the option looks that they have uh, there with the Titans. So I'm not sure he's a huge upgrade, but again, he's another guy who really didn't really was, you know, he was more of an on an upward trajectory before he ended up hurting his knee. Uh, missing a few years, and now is sort of on an upward trajectory again. There are things that you've seen him get better at, so I think from that perspective, uh, I could, I could foresee him being, I could foresee him by the end of the year or by you know, start of next year being an upgrade. Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus. Hey, we appreciate the time. We'll talk to you again soon. For sure. Thanks so much for having me, fellas. Have a good one. Yeah, absolutely, and a lot of good stuff there, Willie. That that we'll hit on when we come back. The offensive line, I mean, that continues to be the focus of a conversation and just how much Taylor Lewan as he gets back acclimated uh, into things, you know, how, how big of a difference is, he's, is he going to make starting this weekend in Denver? We will discuss that next. It's Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN, 102.5 The Game.